All right, welcome back to the State Champs. Michigan High School Football Extra Point and Prediction Podcast. We're now down to one podcast a week. We're not doing two, uh, like we said, but of course we're going to have Alan True on this show. You know we wouldn't uh, leave you guys hanging on that. Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report is right now. Alan is here. What's up, Alan? How you doing? Hey, doing great, guys. Can't believe we're I know. moving towards the playoffs here. It's crazy. It is crazy, and I'm sure uh, more than anything, this is where the, when the time is nuts. We're crowning uh, champions, whether they be league titles, yes. and then a couple weeks we'll be crowning district champions. Yes. Next thing you know, we're at Thanksgiving giving yes. out state championships. And kids right now are going to all kinds of colleges on Saturdays, on sidelines, uh, taking recruiting trips and all of that. Some are committing. Some are thinking about maybe switching allegiances. Uh, uh, but uh, let's talk about four guys that uh, uh, you have um, uh, identified as making news in the world of recruiting. David Ellis at a Chippewa Valley. We're going to have the Chip Valley Romeo game on state champs this week. Uh, what's up with him? Well, first, he's a fantastic player. I don't know that he gets um, the attention that he deserves right. around the state. Saw him in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Um, this is where when they were going against West Bloomfield and Belleville, and so there were a bunch of top recruits on the field, and he was right there with any of them, I thought. Um, so Marcel Lewis gets a lot of attention and rightly so, but David rightly does so. a lot for that team. Returns kicks, play, can play running back, can play receiver, plays safety, does a little bit of everything. So he's committed to Central Michigan. Indiana has not left him alone. They've mm. come really, really hard after him during the season. I think there's a pretty good chance he ends up a Hoosier before it's all said and done. He visited them last week. He's not officially declared anything yet. I think he's still figuring it out, but uh, the Hoosiers are not going away in that one. And I still think there's an outside possibility that a school like Michigan State may come in on him. They were looking very hard at him at one point. Obviously, Marcel's committed there. So, um, but but I would look for him. That's going to be one that the Chippewas have to fight to hang on to. Let's just put it that way. Being a Hoosier, I would embrace David Ellis coming into the Hoosier family. <laughs> yes. You know, being a Chippewa, I, I, I would not. So. <laughs> right. He would be leaving Matt's school and coming yeah, to my school. So, oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would win out on that one. He's a great yeah. player. So, uh, Jace Williams is nothing. We kind of alluded to him earlier in the podcast, the fine wide receiver out of Grand Rapids Catholic Central. What's up with him? Yeah, that's one where uh, I want to mention him to get ahead of it a little bit. He's yeah. just starting to get more attention. Uh, good basketball player, very good basketball player, but football might be where his upside's higher. Uh, maybe you compare him a little bit to a Grand Rapids guy and Drake Harris in that regard, where, you know, good basketball player, but maybe higher potential in the football field. Six foot three, probably around 180 or so right now, and uh, has really gone up and made some plays this year with that with that athleticism. I know he just visited Northwestern recently, and I think the other Big Ten schools are going to start turning up the heat on him. But maybe not a guy that's well known outside of West Michigan yet. But uh, it's that's going to change. I would expect a big off season out of him as far as recruiting goes. Well. Luke Elzinga is a guy at a Grand Rapids Christian that is making waves, one of the top 10 punters in the United States. He's got a huge, like I just saw Christian play last week and he was booting him and he showed uh, the ability to cough and corner it a little bit as well. Um, he had a, I think he had an almost 70 yard punt a couple weeks ago Jeez. and uh, Don Fellows, the head coach had Christian, he's coached at the college level. And he said Luke is as good or better than almost all of the guys he had at the college level. Um, Michigan and Michigan State have both had him up on visits. Things tend to happen a little bit later for specialists, unless you're a Quinn Nordine type of guy. 
but I would expect Luke to end up at a high-level Division One school here before the end of the season. There's not many punters like him in the Midwest. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Uh, um, how does he compare to Ovid Elsie's Evan Morris, who just committed to Michigan State, who uh, is also being lauded as one of the top uh, legs in the country? I think uh, he's more of a combo guy where he can punt, he can place kick, he might be a kickoff guy. I think Luke is strictly a punter. Wow. Um, and as far as I haven't seen, I haven't seen um, the kid from Ovid kick yet. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at the numbers or anything like that, so I don't know exactly as far as leg strength who's got the who's got the bigger leg. I just know Luke can boot it, but he is strictly a punter. Where I think the um, that kid is a combo. Well, Morris is also yep. known as like the the number one. Uh, kickoff specialist in the country for the class of 2019 he you know kicks the ball 70 80 yards uh, on kickoffs and when you look at guys that have come out of the state and walked on and and just as kickoff specialists jake moody kicks off for michigan right now even though quinn's there so that maybe that's what his role is going to end up being at the next level is just a kickoff guy I would imagine that Luke will probably play two roles in college. His other role will probably be holder. Right. <laughs> That's usually what the uh, the. Fun. It's important. It's pretty important. He's like six four, almost two hundred pounds. So I imagine if you got to make the fire call, there's a bad snap or something. He might be a tough guy to bring down. So. There you go. Yeah. So is that, so is Evan Morris. He's like six six. Now, how many punters actually get, strictly punters get scholarships? It almost kind of depends on the year. Uh, within the Midwest, which is what I cover, you rarely see more than five get put on scholarship. A lot of them walk on at first and then right. end up getting put on scholarship later. Well, I mean, again, you know, you can uh, say what you want. It's so valuable. If you've got a guy that can get a team far, you know, to, to start at their at their own five or their ten, and you know, uh, field position is everything in college football, especially. His, his, uh, Luke's coach, I believe, uh, fellows. I believe he's an Oakland County guy. I think he uh, uh, was a quarterback uh, um, for one of the Waterford schools in the early 90s, uh, late 80s. You're dating me on that one, Scott. Yeah. I, don't, I, can't, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love I it. My knowledge base doesn't quite go back that far. Gotcha. I, just had, I hadn't heard that name in yeah. 20, 30 years. Okay. And you just said it and yeah. it rang a bell. All right, so uh, Alan Trues here for our Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. We want to finish up with uh, Gibraltar Carlson's Ian Stewart, really an athlete, can play a number of positions. Uh, uh, what's going on with him? Well, he's a kid who just in the last, it's funny, uh, the summer was only four months ago. So you, in the last four months, he's gone from having a good handful of offers to Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State, all have offered him scholarships. So wow. things have really increased for him. You mentioned the athleticism. He plays quarterback yeah. uh, this year for them, which the last guy that played quarterback there was Jalen Franklin, who yep. went off to Wisconsin as an athlete. That's yep. probably what Ian's going to do. Um, he's played receiver when Jalen was the quarterback. So catching passes is definitely something he could do. He played linebacker, um, and even catching passes, he could be a wide receiver. Some schools may prefer him as a flex kind of half tight end, half receiver, even a backfield kind of guy, but he's definitely a high level player. He's going to Penn state this weekend. It would not surprise me to see them become the next offer in the race. Uh, seemed like that one was heading Michigan's way a little bit. And then all of a sudden Ohio state, those pesky Buckeyes came up here and uh, extended an offer. Penn State's going to offer. It's going to make things in interesting. And then Wisconsin has not offered yet with Jalen on the team up there and all the connections uh, Wisconsin has made into the state recently. Down River, they got Michael Fertney out of Milan as well. I could see them being a team that factors in if they were going to extend an offer his way. You know, I'm not a big fan of those walls, but uh, I certainly would have no problem with a nice wall just being built between <laughs> Michigan and Ohio. So Ohio State University cannot... Uh, 
pluck our great talent uh, from this day. And I don't care well, where well, they go. Well, I just don't want those, them going there. Well, there were all those years where Ohio State just ignored Michigan recruiting-wise. That is true. And then you know, Urban Meyer well, came in and said, no more. Well, not only that, then we went down there and played a couple of All-Star games and yeah. beat them both times. <laughs> then they said, no, we don't want to play your All-Stars anymore. Well, you know what? I think they almost recruited Michigan at the start just to sort of poke at Michigan and say, yeah. we're going to make you work. We're going to make Michigan State work. And then some of those guys turned out to be really good players. And, right. and that's when you started to see them pick it up more in Michigan is when some of those guys turned out. Um, and you see it now with Mikey Weber down there, Damon Webb before him. Yep. Yep. Um, usually when, when Michigan Michael kids Jordan. have gone down there, those guys, yeah, Michael Jordan. So usually those guys have, have been successful once they go down there. Yeah, no, no question. And then there that. were decades where – Ohio State was ignoring Michigan as Frodo recruiting ground, but Michigan and Michigan State were like making a living bringing kids from Ohio into uh, East Lansing and Ann Arbor and seeing them shine. Desmond Howard, Elvis Gerback, Charles Woodson, Chris Spielman. Right. So many. Uh, all right, Alan, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it very much, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys, as always. Right. So, again, thanks, Alan. Let's move on and uh, wrap up this for ne- coming up next will be our week eight uh, playoff preview and predictions. That's coming up next, but uh, let's wrap it up. Matt Mowry, you've got your uh, updated rankings uh, going on, which uh, uh, should be going up on the website here soon if they aren't already. They're up. Uh, okay, they're up. So um, what movement did we have this week? A lot. A lot. There have been several weeks where there's been one or two teams moving. This week there were five, I think. We had Clarkston drop from 5 to 11. West Bloomfield drop from 10 to 15. Farmington Hills Harrison drop from 14 to 20. And Catholic Central drop from 8 to 14. And like the entirety of all the Oakland County contingent just kind of slid down a block. And then, you know, of course, conversely, we have teams that kind of started trickling up behind them. And then we had another one, Lapeer, that had a scare against Flint Carmen Ainsworth, needed a last second field goal to pull out a 31 28 win, I guess. Um, against uh, Carmen Ainsworth. And then West Ottawa took another loss in the OK Red, dropped out in Davison. It's a tough one, and I debated about that one because they I could have dropped them down to 25 and left them in, but that's kind of that, that five-spot drop has been pretty consistent with everybody uh, throughout the season. If you lose, you drop five to six spots and you know keeping them in I could make an argument dropping them out I could make an argument that's a, a tough loss but they lost pretty handily to uh, Warren De La Salle so we had a couple of new teams pop in and uh, Jackson that's been just yeah. an absolutely great story really, all really season good. long yep. Yep. they continued that they beat Tecumseh 57-14 to win their first conference title since the 1940s and, and uh, that's a weird league right now just from a standings perspective because not only are they conference champions, but Dexter, uh, fresh off snapping its 42-game losing streak in Week 2, is tied for second. So that's a team. That's a, a division where it's just kind of like this is all new to them. And there's Gross Point South, which really has been kind of I think a little overlooked um, throughout the season. We we talked about them early in the season when they had kind of a showdown with Warren Mott. And they've got they the won big, that they, resoundingly. Yeah, and they've got the big game with North this yeah. week, which normal you yeah. know, which you talk about four thousand people. Yeah. At you, you know, but again, North is having such a rough season. It's yeah. one that we just can kind of put up. A, well, that a, was kind of foreshadowed by what happened in the off season right. too with with uh, yeah. Frank. Right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Uh, Gross Point South is seven and zero for the first time since nineteen eighty four. So 
you know, coming off the back of their winning the baseball title yeah. in the spring. They yeah. just kind of That's slid right. that. That's right. There are yeah. some kids on those teams that play both. They yeah, haven't yeah, lost yeah, in sure. quite a while. So yeah, yeah, that, that's so it's a good feeling on that campus. Well, it'd be and, uh, something if North wins that game. That would be something yes. this week. Yeah. I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I wouldn't saying. predict that. But it yes, is high school, but yeah. So that's good. I do have a question for you, and, and people have asked me sure. this on the road too. You're, you're, because uh, again, I don't envy your position. It's very, very tough to do. But at the top, having Muskegon be number two and Cass Tech be number one, uh, when if you look at, you know, if people will say, well, you look at who Muskegon has played and who Absolutely. they beat when you talk about De La Salle and, and King and, um, you know, why the rationale on why Muskegon is two and Cass one? Ooh, I th- I think part of part of it starts because that's the way they started out, and neither of them right. have lost, so right. there really hasn't been any reason to. And really, with 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 Castec, the only time that they've even really been challenged has been the one game in, Ohio, game in Ohio when they had to, you know, win on kind of a hail mary, but that was against a very very good team. Right. So it, there really hasn't been any there hasn't been any, any impetus to move them out of now. Could I do co-number ones? Absolutely, because Muskegon is certainly deserving of being in that spot, too. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, if I move Muskegon up, Cast Tech, people are going to go, hey, we haven't lost. And right. If, you know, so I understand the, the, the argument from the people at Muskegon because they've proven throughout the season that they are – one of the top two teams right. in the state, yeah, and and so has Cast Tech, really. So absolutely. So it's 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 one Look, where it's I kind mean, of like there's a no win situation yeah, in there. Mumford's not a joke. No, I mean, no, and they beat them forty one seven, and I'm sure they called all the dogs off after the second quarter, and yep. everybody just played, you know, sat on the bench. Uh, PSL playoffs are going now, yep. uh, so they've got Renaissance first. Um, it will be interesting to see. You know, they're not going to play at Ford Field. Nope. Uh, the finals nope. this year, so um, you know, I think it was uh, an issue maybe of, of money. Yeah. Where are they playing? They're going to play it at. Um, not, they're going to play at uh, Renaissance. Where? At Renaissance, yep. yeah. Yep. Renaissance is where the um, semifinals are se- at Northwestern. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Semifinals at Northwestern, and and the fi- the fun. championship game will be at yeah. Renaissance, okay. which is kind of fun because it will be packed yeah, be for yeah. uh, Cass and King. So, uh, but yeah, again, uh, just throwing out there. Look, Grand Rapids, you. you Union, you know, it's another team. It's, it's just not very good. So they won seventy to six, but they've got Mona Shores this week. Let's see how yeah. that that thing shakes out. Um, but um, uh, again, those are Matt Mallory's rankings. You can go to our website, statechampsnetwork.com, click on the news button, and uh, you can see his capsules, his kind of uh, updates on all the teams, and and where he he is. Again, uh, picking a top twenty five is is a hard thing to do. And we're talking about the entire country. We're not ranking this by division. You know, yeah. it, some regional papers are lucky because they've yeah. got their area, so they'll right. have their area top 10. What we're trying to do with the whole state, and again, small schools seem to always feel like Paywama Westphalia is still on the outside looking right. in. And, it, and they're a dominant program, but they're D7. and uh, Valley, Grand yes, Rapids, it, Catholic Central, all of those that I have in the other 10s to watch are usually those smaller schools who probably you know have dominated their division and their level, but you know it's kind of hard sometimes to rationalize putting them in the top 25 over maybe a Class A team that's... Uh, well, and D1 look, team that's, Davidson that's, has one loss, and they're out of the top 25. Right. I mean, again, it, was tough. Yeah, it like is. That's how tough it is. But, again, I agree with you. Uh, you know, Jackson and Gross Point South are deserving of being in this top 25. So uh, that is uh, where we are at with that. All right, we're going to take our final timeout. When we come back, we talk about Week 8. We're going to uh, talk to you, tell you about the games that you'll be able to see on State Champs as well, some other games of interest around the state, and we'll make our Vaunted predictions. We'll see how Burns does this week. Uh, 
I can't go. I can't get much worse. All right. So that's all coming up as we wrap up the podcast. Thanks. Stay with us. My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. I ordered two large Howie Mowies with butter cheese crust. Wow, you are one serious breast cancer awareness supporter. Warrior for love, hope, and pizza. Can't seem to reach my wallet. Flavor fanatics love us because for every pizza sold in October, a portion goes to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Now get a medium one-topping pizza for a dollar when you buy a large one-topping pizza at regular menu price. Hungry? Howie's! All right, guys, welcome back. This is our final segment of the first State Champs Michigan High School Football Extra Point and Prediction Podcast. Again, down to one. Um, so, Extra Point, I know you guys were used to getting it on Monday at 5. It's now Tuesday at 5. The football forecast, you don't have to wait till Thursday at 3. You get it right now, and that's what we're going to talk about are the games that are on State Champs TV this week, which is Sunday, October 14th at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. These are the games you'll be able to see on television, and then, of course, there will be uh, a bunch of other games that we want to talk about that are happening that are big uh, this week taking place. A week eight of the high school football season, which is crazy that we're already here, but we're here, and it's, uh, gosh, it's like 80 degrees outside, so uh, it doesn't feel like fall, but we are here. Uh, let's talk about uh, a team that uh, we talked about uh, right off the bat in the top, and then that is Romeo and, and Mount Clemens, Chippewa Valley. Talk about a gauntlet. Romeo yeah. goes from uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dakota to uh, Chippewa Valley. Yeah, now Romeo's hosting this game, so yeah. this will be in Romeo, so it'll be in their backyard. They're 5-2, and 3-1 and one in the Mac Red, Chip Valley 7-0, and 4-0 in the Mac Red, so this is a a big, big contest. And before we do that, and we kind of talk about this, uh, you know, Scott Merchant has been a friend of State Chance for a long time. He's the head coach of Chippewa Valley. And uh, we want to mention and send out our deepest condolences and sympathies to uh, Tyler Wells. Uh, Tyler Wells is a linebacker for uh, Chippewa Valley. He is uh, number 59, and uh, he is uh, going through a hard time right now. He just lost his mother. Uh, who passed away. His father had passed away not that long ago. Uh, he's got an older brother, uh, but it's basically just those two guys. So uh, the Chip Valley community is coming together, and they are going to um, have a kind of a what you would call a fundraiser, uh, something that they can do for the family, and we want to do whatever we can um, to raise awareness for this and hopefully get more proceeds going to the Wells family. Uh, and this is also because a lot of times when you have tragedies like this uh, is people will say, how can I help? How can I help? I'm telling you how you can help right now. Uh, there is a spaghetti dinner that's going to be taking place on Tuesday, October 16th. So a week from today, it's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, $5 per child or student. If you're 18 and under, it's $10 for an adult, 25 for a family. It's going to take place at the New Life Ambassador for Christ Christian Church, which is uh, on Utica Road in Fraser, Michigan. So uh, just look it up. Um, 
Kim Wells was his mom. Uh, she was uh, huge uh, in Tyler's life, as a lot of our mothers are. Uh, but again, after losing her husband and his father, uh, then it becomes even more so, and now Tyler loses his mother. So we want to send uh, as much we can, and as much as we can do, to help promote this event and maybe have some campaign or some donations made in uh, the Wells family's honor. Really help them out. You can do that, and so. Um, we're going to put this event on social media, and we're going to get it out there. It's already out there right now. Um, again, what we're talking about here, uh, we can kind of put out in video format for you to go out and support uh, the Chip Valley and the Wells family. Um, so just something we wanted to do to uh, help that young man. And, um, uh, you know, best of luck to him. And right now, Chip Valley is... Uh, Big Reds are his family, and they're going to really help him. And uh, they've got a big game to play. So if 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 they didn't need any more excuse to uh, have a, a bigger rallying cry to go on the road at Romeo and win is tough to do. I believe last week's game clinched a share of their first Mac Red title since 2002. Please correct me if I looked that it's up the wrong. First year of state yeah, champs. Yep. And uh, they can win it outright this next week if they beat Romeo. Um, Romeo, obviously, if they go in, could uh, kind of forge a three-way tie with Dakota. Um, living up to that, and, living up to the expectations. Everyone, yeah. yep. you know, kind of predicted that this was going to be Chip's year. They had yep. a ton returning, um, a lot of a lot of playmakers, a yep. lot of leaders, um, and they're they're doing the job. And you know, the ceiling for this team is is Ford Field. I mean, they, yes. they have a legitimate chance at, at playing uh, on Thanksgiving. So, well, especially David Ellis keeps returning kicks like he seemingly does every yeah, single. Everyone talks it about Deron like, McKinney as right. the best return guy in the state. They but do. David Ellis is like not so quick. Yeah. Look over here in Macomb County. Uh, you know, I can uh, take it to the house with the best of them. Fast too. Yes, and he's going to Central Michigan. Duran's going to Northern Illinois. There you go. All right, so uh, we will have that game on State Champs, so make sure you check that out. Uh, that's going to lead the show, so that'll be the first game right out of the back. Uh, Swartz Creek and Fenton are getting together. We talked a little bit about both these teams. Great story uh, over at Swartz Creek It right is. Now. It They're is. 6-1, 6-0 oh in the Metro And they've division. only made the playoffs one time in school history uh, until last Friday when yeah. they clinched the, the, the second appearance in uh, – in the history of that program, so you know, I know Thomas Marshall, their running back, is is running wild, and just uh, that that must be a real special time uh, in that community right now. Well, I think throughout the first couple of weeks of the season, when they would beat somebody, we all just kind of went, huh, right, and just kind of wondered how long it would last. Well, it's lasted, and as we talked about earlier, there's those next couple of weeks where they've really got to, you know, put the nail in the coffin and and solidify that that conference championship now that they're already in the playoffs. But, yeah, this is one of those where this has kind of been building throughout the season, and now they really get their, their test and their chance to put a, a true stamp on this season. And that Flamengo area, the area itself, so it's so strong uh, this year in football. So many great teams. Um, Davidson's going to bounce back. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be very few teams who beat De La Salle uh, during the year. Maybe Muskegon will be the only team. So, uh, you know, uh, Carmen Ainsworth, another great team. There's a kid over team. at Beecher named uh, Ernest yeah. Sanders. Yeah. Uh, that is, had, I think he had five touchdowns last yeah, week, okay. and he's one of these kids that uh, has Division One offers as both a football player, as a wide receiver, and as a basketball player, um, as like a six three, six four uh, shooting guard wing. So 
that's uh, still unbeaten. Yeah, Lothrop yep. kind yep. of in that area is still and, unbeaten. And, and yeah. Fenton saying, "Don't count us out no, yet." You know what I mean? All. A big win. That'd be a big win if they can get that. Uh, and speaking of a big win, if somehow Muskegon Mona Shores can remain easy. undefeated yeah. and knock off the undefeated Muskegon Big Reds, I would be surprised. Uh, but again, and especially when you look at you know how Jenison almost came back to beat yeah. them. But sometimes, and we know this, you look ahead. Yeah. You don't consider the opponent you got in front of you. You're already thinking about Muskegon. Well, right? it, yeah, it certainly, and and it it didn't help that Sincere Dent missed a lot of the game yeah. with an ankle, and he, you know if you're really trying to control the clock and keep the other team off the field, then your horse of a running back is not in the He's game. Been it's harder so to good. do. Um, but yeah, it's th- this is legitimately one of those, and it seems like every time we mention, a, "Ooh, this is a game of the year potential kind of matchup," Muskegon's on one half of it, and yep. they've been in several of those yes, they've right. more than held their own yes they have. um but yeah this is just going to be a colossal matchup between these two and i think i think everybody knew that muskegon was going to be exceptional this year i think everybody thought mona shores has been one of those programs where they're never really down but you know when they it really opened some eyes when they thrashed east kentwood a very very good east kentwood team that hasn't lost since in week one i think that was kind of when we all went ooh with this Mona Shores team. And sure. they, they certainly have, they've had a couple of close calls, but certainly they have never, you know, folded at any point in time. And this was one of those where they just kind of had to hold the fort and get past this week and, and kind of, you know, stave off a Jenison team that we mentioned earlier is, is having a year for them that they yeah. haven't had in a long time. Yeah. And now you set up the you know the, the mega matchup with with Muskegon. Yeah, and again we've got two Mister Football candidates uh, playing in this game, being Sincere Dent and Cameron Martinez, and we have a Anvil Award of top ten guy in um, uh, was that Logan Anthony. Anthony, Anthony Bradford, sorry, uh, for Muskegon. So going to LSU. Yep, yep, exactly. So uh, again, you know, it's always a great game with these two. Anyway, uh, you gotta hope that Sincere is healthy. Yeah, coming into this one at the end of the game. I think that's what what I saw. But um, you you never know if if that stiffens up throughout the week. Mona Shores is going to need everything, all all they got to to handle this one, especially the fact they are at Muskegon. I, let me just uh, uh, take a second to yeah. first a uh, little um, self-promotion. Uh, Yo, yeah, go go to my uh, my uh, State Champs uh, uh, Bernie's Bites blogs at statechampsnetwork.com. I just did something on uh, uh, just that we, we've talked about the depth at, at offensive line. Um, and there's obviously the blue chippers, but there are kind of some uh, lesser known guys the next that, that are guys that are Division One prospects. Right. Um, that aren't committed, that are very, very talented. And one of them's at Muskegon right now, Marquise Cooper. And I'm, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I'm going to ask Alan uh, at some point to kind of uh, illuminate this, this train for me. But this guy is 6'4", 325, plays alongside Anthony Bradford, and I don't think he has any offers. So I don't know exactly what the deal is. Maybe there's a great issue that I'm unaware of. But um, when you when you have two 300-pounders on your line like that, uh, you know, it makes life for Cam Martinez uh, you know, uh, quite nice. Absolutely. So uh, you know, look for uh, uh, Cooper uh, on that line alongside Bradford, the, the SEC recruit. Time out, just so you know. Uh, don't ask him today when we talk to him because okay. it'll be weird. We and then you're like, I'm going to ask him about oh, that. Oh yeah, because we're, we're yeah, yeah. Of, so, so so ask him next week. So so just forget you said that. Yeah. You and to... you can remember. No no no, it's fine. Just don't ask Alan when we have him on.
because it'll it'll seem weird. You just well, you can ask them next week. Okay, okay, that's all. Um, so, is it, but is it district? So will, will people be seeing this before? No, they're going to see this after Allen. Oh, okay, well, that's why. Sense. All yeah, right, that's yeah, why. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, if they were seeing this before, it'd be yeah, different. Yeah. So, uh, no, I like doing this. I like putting this last so people don't just tune out Allen yeah, yeah. if if they're not interested in that. So, okay, so let's move on. Well, the Battle of Zealand takes place each and every year, and in, there really is no at or versus because they play in the same stadium. Uh, but there is a, technically a uh, home team and a visiting team. Maybe it just means a uniform switch change. Lines, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Switch sidelines, yeah. So, uh, but uh, again, in the OK Green, you got two 6-1 and one teams, two 4-0 oh teams in their conference, East and West, both out of Zealand, getting together. And uh, uh, this is great because West has been so good. Uh, Zealand East now is a team definitely to be reckoned with. With, with a lot of, uh, again, I kind of always fall back on the college recruiting thing, but you know, East has some some studs, Adam yeah. Berghorst and and the and the Bananama brothers, Boone Bananama, and uh, uh, a guy I really like, Josh Fusco. And I think Gabe Taylor, their quarterback, just got his first offer this week, I believe, and he's been really lighting it up for them, kind of you know leading that whole offense between he and Fusco. They've kind of and I think the fra- the fresh the baby uh, Bananama just Bonnema. just yep. just got a uh, yep. just got an offer. Yeah, I think he was at Michigan, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a he's a freshman. He's starting uh, with his brother yeah. on that linebacking core and. Um, and, and, and Fusco's doing it on both sides of the ball, whether uh, at safety or, or at, at running back as well. Yep. And Zealand East has had some close calls throughout the season. They've had to have some comebacks. They've had to have, and this was another one where they had to score a couple of touchdowns last week um, mm-hmm. to beat uh, um, Byron, Center. Byron Center. And it was, it was, but they have been kind of building toward this game, you know, yeah. and when the chicks and ducks get together. That's <laughs> it. Chicks and ducks. Great names. Both with X. Yep. Chicks and ducks with X. Yeah, uh, this, this should be one of those great games this weekend. The West Side seems like they have four or five of these games this week alone right. where you really go, ooh, you know, and it's, yeah. it seems to be all in those okay conferences where yep. the, the, you know, everything's coming to a head. Yep, absolutely. There's just so much. Zealand East only lost to Grand Rapids Catholic Central, 17 yep. 13. No, no shame in that. Uh, West lost to Grand Rapids Christian, yep. uh, 41 to 26. So they, they got to be pretty good in that one. Uh, but again, Grand Rapids Christians is a team that's 5 and 2, and their only losses are to DeWitt and South Christian, which again are not, uh, you know, we know what DeWitt's been doing. They've been amazing this season. Absolutely. So uh, both these teams kind of, you know, a lot of parity probably. Yep. And uh, again, you're going to throw the records out the window anyway because these are, are teams that basically share kind of the same campus it's very similar to a Plymouth Canton yep. kind of thing Salem yep. kind of thing so uh, this is going to decide the OK Green and uh, it's going to be a great battle and um, you're going to be able to um, you know after this know that uh, one of those teams is set up well for the playoffs and again who knows uh, they might play each other again I don't well, know both they, of them are they, in so yeah. yeah and they're both in so uh, anyway it's um uh, interesting game, and um, that's uh, one that we definitely wanted to see how that one turns out. So what is another matchup that uh, – uh, and, again, you'll be able to see that on State Champs, I wanted to mention. That is uh, one of our games. Clinton and Ottawa Lake White for getting together. Uh, Clinton 6-1, and 5-0 and in the Tri-County Conference. Two teams that are undefeated in the Tri-County. Ottawa Lake Whiteford has been – They're just thrashing opponents. And quietly, again, uh, is a te- they're basically a stone's throw from the Ohio border. border. Yeah. Uh, you know, right outside of Cabela's, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the the what's really cool is the stadium's kind of built into the forest, and uh, they've got kind of a uh, a walk of fame 
that's uh, you know you've, you're out. It's outdoors, and they've got the players' pictures, and so all the fans walk up and go through all these pictures of the players. It's it's very cool what they've done at Whiteford, and some of the fans have been reaching out to us about uh, you know getting some coverage and, and really kind of uh, talking about how good this team is. This is a good matchup. Well, and this is a team that it, sometimes, quite honestly, when you're looking through the season, go, oh, maybe we should cover this game, maybe we yeah. should go cover that game. They've been killing yeah, people killing all year people. long, so there hasn't really been a matchup where we went, oh, we got to go see that one because, yeah, yeah. they've outscored. You don't want to show anybody getting three, right, no. stomped on TV. 369 to 47, they've outscored teams. And I yeah, believe they've given up. Yeah, throttling the conference. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They've given up. It's insane. Yeah, 41 points in the conference. And, and Clinton, Clinton's no slouch. They had a 30-point no. second quarter last week. Yep. Right, right. And if you look at last year, you talk about points. Uh, Ottawa Lake, you know, granted they made a nice long run, 737, 737 which yeah. is uh, which is insane, almost 800 points in total. Uh, but they're the state champs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that's what they are. Uh, they've uh, lost, you know, a couple of years ago yeah. against Muske- a really good Muskegon Catholic Central team, right. uh, and you know that was I did a story on them right before that game, and they were just really they were happy to be there, but they right. you know they really wanted to finish. Um, uh, last year they went in just on a mission, did not lose a single game. Uh, they didn't score uh, less than thirty six points in the entire, and that was just one. Uh, the rest were all forties, fifties, sixties, and beat Saginaw. <laughs> Uh, Nouveau Catholic pretty handily 42-21 in the final. So uh, again, this year more of the same, uh, giving up less points. Yep. Uh, be you know, and uh, but again, you'll give up more in the playoffs right. uh, as you get there. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say this again. You, you you talk about what are the games that you can cover? Well, the Clinton Red. This is the one. Yeah. This is the one, and the Clinton yeah. Redskins are, are no joke. And uh, granted, they're not putting up the the points. Uh, quite, um, you know, like there, but they have common opponents and they beat them just as Ottawa is. Granted, not as handily, but they've won. Yeah. Forty-seven and four is what uh, Whiteford is over the last four seasons. I mean, that's just clinical, and they, they've kind of gotten to. They've been in the playoffs. It's been quite a long streak where yeah. they've, they've had, I think, only missed playoffs four times in the last like 15 or so years, but this has been a program that's really been kind of building toward this point, and now they're they're almost dominant on this level at this point in yeah. D8. Now, will they be able to be dominant against Ottawa Lake Pfeiffer? We'll see. Um, we have predictions coming from the I was talking about, yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Riverview and Grosseal are getting together. Uh, this one at Grosseal. Um, six and one is Riverview uh, in this one. Grosiel seven and zero, oh, seven zero oh in the Huron League. Uh, Riverview six and one in the Huron League. So this is a, another league. Title. I know, know Grosiel is the is the undefeated uh, team in this matchup, yeah. but Riverview has a punishing rushing attack. They ran for like six hundred yards last week. Yeah, six hundred yards. Yeah, <laughs> and they had I think they had three kids over a hundred. Um, so they have a, a dearth of uh, of of, of uh, playmaking ability in that backfield and. Plethora. A veritable plethora. Oh, sorry. Truth means you have none. Okay, a plethora. That's a lesson for the day. Thank you. I don't know why. Yes. It's okay. You you like to have... I like like to improve my vocabulary. Yes, exactly. Uh, But yeah, this, uh, you know, this, uh, the Huron League is one of those teams we don't talk about a whole lot. Uh, It's usually a Monroe-St. Mary Catholic team that uh, is usually dominant. Milan certainly has had some great teams uh, as of late. Um, but and even Flat Rock last year was really surprising a lot of people, and and they were really good. Uh, Grosseil is there, and um, you know they're a team that 
is, um, you know, kind of a, I would say, a, a surprise for sure, considering that, uh, uh, you know, last season they only won two games. Uh, so, you know, they're they're in the mix here. Uh, Riverview is a team that, uh, for those of you that don't remember, had a really great season last season. They went to the semifinals. The now, they got beat 21 nothing by Harrison, so that's not, you know, uh, anything to shake a stick at. Harrison went to the state finals. But uh, this should be a really fun matchup. And, again, Groziel gets it at home. That's a game you'll be able to see on State Champs on Sunday. Uh, the game that I will be filming is Farmington at Birmingham Seaholm, the battle for the OAA Blue, Blue title. Yes, absolutely. So both teams six and one, uh, and uh, this should be uh, an interesting matchup. And again, Seaholm gets it in their uh, bowl or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of a, a lower another uh, matchup of uh, two really strong rushing attacks. Uh, Farmington has Kendall Williams, one of the more underrated uh, tailback stars uh, in Metro Detroit. Ran for over 1,000 last year. I think he's running for over 1,000 this year. And then Seaholm's got that thunder and lightning, uh, Max Shoemaker and uh, Chase Mentag and a quarterback in Greg Kinney that, that you know can also run it. Um, they don't do a lot of passing. and uh, But Farmington's got a defense that I really like. Um, Donovan King. Uh, on the defensive line as a kid it's, it's, it's kind of one of these uh, late bloomers in the recruiting world all of a sudden people are kind of taking notice of him and then they got a junior linebacker Jordan Turner that uh, by the time we're talking about him next year, he could easily, uh, you know, be in, be in the race for for some of our awards. This is a kid that I think already has like ten offers, and and, it, and it's just really getting started. He's fast, he's strong, he's tall, he's like six three, two twenty, and he and he plays on the outside linebacker spot. Yeah, I think they've only given up more than twenty one points in a game just a once to to Madison, yes. and and both of these teams are six and one, but have you know obviously. No slouch losses. Uh, Farmington's is to an undefeated Madison team, and uh, Seaholm's is, is to an undefeated South, South Lion team. On the road yeah. in overtime on a game-winning field goal. Or it was last, I don't think it was an overtime. Was I think last it was play yeah, of the game. last play of the game. Yep. So, yeah, so it should be interesting. This will be a, a good matchup. Those are the games that you can see on State Champs. And, again, um, we usually put those out on Friday night so you can catch them on social media on Saturday. Uh, you don't need to wait till Sunday to, to see the highlights. We'll have those up. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes here to uh, go over the rest of the games that we have of interest around the state. And uh, Matt always gives me a list of uh, a whole talk about a, talk about yeah. a plethora. We get a lot of them. Uh, not, a, but, not a dearth. Yes, no. no. <laughs> but there are a lot of ga- a lot of games of interest that, that are going on. We'll just kind of quickly touch on uh, on these uh, before we get to our predictions. So Wall Lake Western and South Lion. Uh, obviously, uh, this is big for both. Uh, for South Lion, they're you know they're in such a comfortable position now. Um, but again, being in the jungle, uh, there's no way they want to have Western come in and shut down any of the momentum that they built. Again, we're, we're throwing out some some cliches and yeah. some platitudes, but they control their own destiny. Yes, they win out, they win that league title, and yep. they got Western in their own uh, in their own crib, and they're going to try to dial up a defense to, to to keep Sam Johnson and that offense at bay. And I, I feel like there's some tape floating around right now. Between the Lakeland game and the South Line East yeah. game, and then the first game of the year to Catholic Central, that maybe some teams are understanding what they have to do to keep to keep Sam in check. Well, and I talked about that with Sam Johnson after the game. You asked him because they threw probably nine, ten deep balls that were just fractions of inches, and and that's what people have been doing for them to them, kind of stacking the line, putting everybody in the box, keep taking away the short run, you know, short pass game and the run game and saying, okay, if you want to go deep, you have to show us 
that you can complete these. They completed the one they had to really in that game, and it, part of it was because the position that South Lion East was in without their starting quarterback, they were probably not going to make a comeback. They almost did make a comeback and ended up stalling out. Around the year, I do not know. Okay. I do not know. He had two guys fall in his arm um, in last game against Mott. In, in I think the second half, and so he was walking around in the slang. South Line East quarterback's Chris Kaminsky. He, he yeah. was out last week. Um, so yeah, they're, they're South Line East's only offense was a kick return for a touchdown. Um, but yeah, they they completed the one big pass that they had to in the fourth quarter and turned that into a touchdown. But that has been, like you said, that kind of that tape has been floating around. This is how you do it. You you can let them take their shots deep, and if they beat you, they beat you. But um, they have to prove that they can, and that's what Alex Grignan said. They're gonna probably have to do that same thing. And you know, what it does is you you feel like you have a shot, and then you realize you're constantly in third and tens and third and twelves, and all of a sudden, and that's never a healthy feeling. You know, it can kind of be that click click boom thing if you're if you're hitting on some of those deep passes but they you know they they haven't really been hitting on enough of them to keep people from playing them in that fashion yeah I I would say that you know as far as the Mr. Football race is concerned this is big for Sam Johnson uh South like you said South Lion controls their own destiny they they know they can't take this game lightly uh they've played good defense this season most teams you know scoring around 14 uh, against them, so if 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 Wallach Western is going to win this game, I would I would probably think that they're going to have to score more than 14 points. Yeah. I would imagine. Well, like that, I said, they've only scored 19 the last two weeks. Right. But I saw them two weeks ago against Lakeland when they only scored seven, and yeah. it, and it really I wouldn't put that responsibility for that lack of uh, offensive power firepower on Sam. Sam played pretty well against Lakeland. He was really the only one uh, on, on yeah. Western that was playing really well. And let's not forget. They put 52 up on Waterford Mott yeah. when Waterford Mott was really, really good. Yeah. And they put up 38 on Wall Lake Northern, you know. Oh, they've got all the weapons yeah. there. So, yeah, it's just getting it all the mess. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the week that uh, maybe it will. We'll see. We'll predict that in a little while. St. Clair Shores, Lakeshore, and Wardwoods Tower again. Yeah, this will be a Saturday afternoon affair. Again, uh, I want to give all the props to Richie Pop, who's a, a big friend of state champs. And uh, uh, to have his team, kind of the evolution they've had over the last few years, has been really unbelievable. Uh, they're 4-0 in the Mac Gold. Warren Woods Tower, another team uh, that's gritty and uh, is undefeated. They got Henry uh, Brown, uh-huh. who's a junior yep. running back that is uh, just a special player. He is a guy that uh, has a relentless motor. Um and I, I saw him uh, in the preseason talking to some of the guys at that program, and, and they kind of told me about him and kind of started to uh, see some potential last year as a sophomore. But, you know, he is, uh, he is a load, um, and, and, and he's, he, he has the chance to, to, to take it to the house every time he touches the ball. Right on. Yeah, that's, that's been a defense at Warren Woods Tower that kind of has carried them throughout the season until he got the last week and they had to get into a, into a shootout with Warren Fitzgerald where they, you know, won 56-48. But they've given up 98 points on the season, so half of that came last week. Yeah, yeah. So. and Henry Brown plays a linebacker too, yep. so he yeah. plays both ways. Yeah, and St. Clair Shores, Lake Shores have been putting up a, a lot of points this yep. season. A team that uh, uh, really good on special teams, yep. uh, really good at uh, getting uh, well, in great with, field position. With Richie there, I mean, yeah. you knew the team's going to yeah, be able exactly. to score, score points. Right. I mean, yeah. that's that's his specialty. He's a, he's a quarterback guru. Absolutely. This could be another one that's in the, you know, the over-under could be 120 on this one. Yeah, we haven't talked a whole lot about Ithaca this season. No, uh, we talked. We talked about that first game. Yeah, where, I think where it was unimpressive, but that was it. That now they've. Uh, but that was as much PW as it right. was Ithaca, and it was it was kind of one of those where you know PW has been I- Ithaca has been kind of that small school 
you know, golden child from for lack of a better term, just because they've been so dominant over the last I know. Like, handful of not years. Not just in the state of Michigan, like right. doing stuff that no oh. one in the country had yeah. been yeah. doing. Yep. And all props to Terry Hesbrook and his, his crew up there, but this that was PW, I think, coming out and going, hi, we would like some of that attention, please. Well, they, made they, 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 they made a statement. They're they the ain't nothing. It, and they have not ceased since then. They yeah. Have, but we kind of knew that Ithaca, would, that was not a deal breaker on the season, and certainly, obviously, it was non-conference. But you figured that, that it was going to, the, the ship was going to get righted quickly, and now they've kind of run their way through the TVC West. Run this, their way. Yes. They have crushed teams, <laughs> including a 73 to nothing win over Saginaw Valley Lutheran. Yeah, they have demolished their way yeah. through, just yeah, absolutely they, yeah. killing people. Yeah, yeah. They have they used to do in the old CSAA days when yeah, I remember right. with Coach Ahern, and yep. that was... But now this is this is the the one big test at the end of the season, kind of for the conference title before yep. they go into the postseason. And and seminary has has been very very good. Very this very good, very good. Uh, especially the last three games, only given up combined twenty two points uh, against St. Louis Valley Lutheran and Hemlock. Um, yeah, this is going to be the game to decide that uh, division. And uh, and uh, you know for for Saginaw Michigan Lutheran Seminary a couple of years ago, if you remember, they went all the way to the seven. My finals in Division Eight uh, was really uh, impressive. I remember we were getting a lot of people like, "You got to come see us! You got to come see us!" There was a lot of uh, talk because you know when those the, that Lutheran community they stick together, and when they've got a, a team that's you know making a run, uh, they're all going to come out and really want to support them. So uh, last year, kind of you know fell back a little bit, did not make the playoffs, only had four wins, uh, um, and they lost forty-two to seven to Ithaca. So uh, they're going to want to come back and uh, show that they are back in red to go and uh, it will be a very interesting game. All right, just a few more minutes, so let's uh, let's uh, kind of scroll through these. Reading and Springport. Reading's another team. We're talking about great rushing. Seven and zero, both teams. Talking about great the rushing big, attacks. Yeah. Reading, Reading's got a, a, a three-headed monster back there and um, putting up a lot of yards uh, in, the, in the rushing chart. Yeah, both this again. This is a Big Eight conference matchup, uh, and uh, and both teams uh, undefeated uh, coming into this one, which is really interesting. As, as when you have, it's rare that you get two undefeateds this late in the yeah. season. Yeah, in the same conference. In the same yeah. conference, yeah. Yep. So. Uh, We'll predict that one in a little bit. Harbor Beach and Sandusky getting together again. Some small schools getting some love here. Uh, my buddy's Greater the athletic director. Dr- yeah, yes. Yeah. My, my buddy is the athletic director at Harbor Beach. There so, you, uh, you know, they're really happy for what they've been able to do. And, again, another program that, you know, when these small ones like the Whitefords and those of the world, you know, don't get a whole lot of attention. But just, you know, quietly every year, you know, really strong. Yep really strong and uh so that is another matchup we'll see that will be very interesting port here on northern and roseville are getting together in the mac blue uh port here on northern has really uh had a uh, great season uh thus far and a big win last week and um yeah, I mean, this is just a team we haven't talked about for except for, for Brady McGregor, yeah. right? You know, exactly, the, the defensive end who's who's really starting to uh, become a, a star in recruiting circles, and and all the big boys are coming after him. But that team is obviously a lot more than just Brady McGregor, yeah. whether he's playing defensive end or or he's catching the ball as a tight end. Well, they've been doing it with defense. I mean, they've they've only scored 176 points on the season, but they've only given up 73. So it's been kind of defensive. Give up, I think, in. Uh, 
uh, 16 points in a three-week span before giving up 14 last week. And, yeah, and, you know, and, and 21 again, 14 over Port Huron. That's that that game is so big yeah, for that community. I mean, they all come out for that one, so you knew it was going to be a tight battle. The kids even play, I'm sure, a little tight. Uh, you know, in that because it just means so much to have those bragging rights, uh, and we'll give the Panthers some credit. Roseville has uh, five and two. Yeah, five and two. They beat uh, Fraser last week, thirty-one-seven. Uh, you know, beat was able to beat Lakeview uh, the week before, um, and uh, and a team that uh, really thumped Port here on forty-two to nineteen. Well, and two losses to to Warren Mott, who obviously yeah. no slouch in the in the Mac White and Chip, Chip Valley. Yeah. And, you know, the only loss for uh, Port Huron Northern is Romeo, yeah. that we talked about earlier. And so. again, yeah, credit them for scheduling teams like Chip Valley Absolutely. and Mott, yep. right? Yep. Those are your losses, but you probably learned. I mean, look at that bounce. I mean, you lose to Chip Valley 42 nothing. You come back, you beat Cousin O, you score 40. You come back, you right. beat Port Huron, you score 42. You fall to Mott, you give up 42. You only score seven, but you come back, you beat St. Clair Shores Lakeview, and you beat Frazier 28-31 points respectively in both yep. of those. So, you know, you learn, yeah. and you want you want to make a run. You know, last year uh, they played Port Huron Northern in the first round of the playoffs right. and lost 13-7. to So they had kind of a, a dogfight last week or last year, uh, and uh, Port Huron Northern was not in the MAC Blue last right. year. So, they're in the gold, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yep. So now they are, and they're going to meet now. Maybe they meet later. Um, and, uh, again, it depends on how the whole division things play out right now they're a division two squad at least they were last year i'm assuming that's where they will be well and just putting together kind of those lists of automatic qualifiers it's been kind of interesting because we've been getting d1 d2 teams that have popped in but a lot of those teams are five and two six and one still because they play but a lot of teams that were undefeated and and moving in right off the bat in d6 d7 d8 d5 all of those have filled up very fast so i think that's why you're seeing some of the upper levels when there's a talk about it when they start backfilling you know with the five and four teams there may not be as many five and four teams needed because there are so many in those lower levels so that's why we're seeing some of those possibilities of some of those behemoth teams that might be not d2 but d3 lots going to happen this week uh next week we'll even maybe dive into some of the snooze to you bracketology that'll be going on because we'll be heading into week nine so a lot will be uh contingent on what happens in week nine but it will also uh give us an opportunity to kind of see how things are kind of already slated uh if things should go he's not a hundred percent accurate but he's, he's darn, darn close he's yeah. darn close and uh it's snooze two with the number two you.com if you want to check that out the guy is uh he's on, tw- uh, on twitter yeah 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 and uh but again you can that's his website snooze oh, sorry, com. Yeah, to, to see the brackets. So, all right, we're going to move this along. Uh, a couple more we're going to talk about quickly. Oak Park and West Bloomfield. We kind of already alluded to this. Great crossover, yeah. uh, OA White versus OA Red. And, um, you know, it's and West be, Bloomfield's it's, got Oak Park. Then they got Brother Rice yeah, in week nine. And Brother Rice fighting for, for its life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is this is where West Bloomfield is going to say we're either here to make another run or we're going to just kind of fall out well, the, because again they only have five wins they need to win both. These this games. is this is where West Bloomfield's defense, which just has you know the star-studded yep. linebacking yep. core yep. of of Lance Dixon and Makari Page and Cornell Wheeler, um, one of the best linebacking cores this area has seen in quite a while. You know it, it's it's them versus Dewan Mathis That's and that right. rushing attack with That's with Stewart uh, and, uh, and and Richardson and yep. then. Uh, the the the, the guys Rogers on the other line yeah and then we got Anvil guys in this one and then um, guys in the secondary trying to uh, contain uh, Oak Park's wide receivers uh, Malik Carr and Mike Bowens and 
It should, it, 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 I think it's going to be a great game, and I'm going to be there. It's at Oak Park. Uh, yeah. it, it should be really exciting. Good. It'll be, it'll be interesting. And again, we already talked about it. We know the Oak Park, this is where the rubber meets yeah. the road. Uh, for Greg Carter, he, it, it, you know, this is – this is the time in, in his tenure where, if he hadn't done it already, he's going to take a team on a run. The, they won the district last year, yep. and you know, Dewan Mathis got that that playoff experience yep. and that that raising a trophy experience in, yep. in November, and you know they're looking to take that next step. Yep, and, and again, with not having that kind of quarterback controversy like we had last year with Graham who went over to Rouge, I don't know if it was so much of a controversy well, you know as it I'm, was just that Mathis was forced to sometimes either come off the field or, or go to wide receiver. But, and and that's hard yeah. when you want to make a run. You kind of need, you know what I mean, you kind of don't know where, where you're going to go I just never because thought, you can have somebody in the playoffs start out and say you had Graham in the game and he wasn't yeah. doing too well, and then you put Mathis in and he's cold. And, uh, I just thought maybe, there was more of kind of like yeah. spot duty. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, like they were I really agree. sharing spot. Uh, yeah. snaps per se, All right. where Graham would just come in for a series or two every half. Okay, final game, and then we'll get to our predictions quickly because uh, we need to move this along. So Lapeer and White Lake Lakeland playing. Another uh, kind of interesting crossover. Very interesting crossover. We talked about all the upsets last week. Lapeer was about this far from being another one that was I included know. in that. They have to tie the game, Apple to Drew Johnson with about uh, 38 seconds left, and then they get an interception, which sets up a field goal. Um, Cody Fick hit a 50-yarder at the buzzer to beat Carmen Ainsworth, who has kind of just been laying in the weeds for the last couple of weeks. This could be a tweener game for a Lapeer team that had to, you know, get past it, an upset bid. And Carmen and then has, has had so many tough losses this year. You know have, what I mean? So many you know, just it's a very good team. Yeah, has, so don't sleep on you know, them when it comes to the playoffs uh, if they get there. And then and then Davison is the next date for Lapeer down the road. So you don't want to think that they're ever looking past anybody, and I'm certain that, you know, Mike Smith's not going to let them. But this yeah. is this is a tough one when you know that Lakeland team, you know, is going to come in and try to shock the world, I guess. Do you think uh, if, you know, Ainsworth's got to win the last two to go five and four. Right. Do you think they'll still get in at five and four? I mean, considering uh, you know who they who they've played, who they've played. You know, with Davison and Graham Blank and and uh, uh, Lapeer because they've got uh, Flint, yeah. Flint and then Port Huron even. Powers. You know, yeah, yeah, Midlands. I mean, as far as playoff points, you should have Traverse City West. Yeah. I mean, they just had so many tough losses. We'll see. Uh, that's, a, that's a story for another day. Uh, but they've got Flint Southwestern and Powers Catholic, two teams that I believe they feel they can beat. Uh, and uh, we'll see if they get in at 5-4. and four. Again, one of those Division two teams, which may get in, may not. So, all right, let's do this. Let's get to our predictions here, and then we'll end this fine program. Uh, we have got uh, quickly here, let's roll through the games we just talked about. I've also got Johnny Kidd's predictions here, so uh, we can uh, throw his, his word in there, too. So, Lapeer, Lakeland, what do you guys think? Uh, John is, is going with uh, Lapeer in this one. Lapeer at home Lightning uh, for this one. And uh, going up against a t- – I'm going to take Lakeland on the road. I'm going to go Lightning even though I, I love uh, the, the Bogey Lake boogeyman, yeah. Robbie Tracy, but they're not going to be playing on Bogey Lake. Right. They're right. going to be going uh, up, to, up 75 to yeah. Lapeer. So. John, John likes Lapeer? I'll take Lapeer. All right, so I'm the outlier. Oak Park and West Bloomfield. Uh, John is going to take West Bloomfield. Uh, in this one on the road uh, against the Oak Park team that, uh, again, uh, I love it. Statement game at home. Oak Park, I'm taking uh, the Knights at home. I'm going to go WB. I'm going to take Oak Park. Okay. So two and two on that one. Portier Northern and Roseville. Uh, this one is, um, I'm going to go with Northern uh, at home. John's going to go, John Kidd's going Northern. I'm going Northern. Northern. Okay, yeah. so we're all on that one. Harbor Beach and Sandusky. Harbor Beach at home. I'm going to take Harbor Beach at home. 
Sandusky. I'm going to go Sandusky. Okay, that's and cool. If you've ever been to Harbor Beach, it's one of those things like literally yeah. you're surrounded by uh, Lake Huron. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Reading and Springs. Oh, and by the way, uh, John's taking Sandusky. So I think I'm the only, I'm the outlier on that one too. Uh, right? You guys all took Sandusky. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, Reading, Springport, uh, the Big 8 Conference matchup. Again, another good one. Uh, John is going to take Springport on the road. I'm going to take Reading at home. Yeah, I'm going home today. I'm going Reading. I'm going to go Springport on the road. All right. Saginaw, Michigan Lutheran Seminary at Ithaca. Uh, I have um, given respect to Lutheran Seminary, and I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they actually won this game, but I, I believe Ithaca will win, whether it's close or a blowout. Ithaca. I got to go with my boys. Yeah. Hasbrook. Yeah. Yeah. John Kidd likes Ithaca too. Yep. Uh, St. Clair Shores, Lakeshore at Warren Woods Tower. I'm going to take Richie Pop and the Shorians on the road. Take Shorians as well. I'll go, I'll go Tower. All mm-hmm. right, John Kidd's going Tower. Wall Lake Western and South Lion. South Lion at home in the jungle. So what they do is they put like coins inside a milk crate and they'll yeah. be shaking those up uh, at that game. I'm gonna go. It's a tough one, man. This is a real yeah, toss. That one's a toss up. Because you always worry about you know South Lion. I mean, now they they're in this position where it's like, man, we feel like in the catbirds, we're the power. Or, yeah, catbird seat. Maybe they kind of, maybe not. They're not explosive. Maybe all of a sudden no. Western comes Western out and, has the, and he has throws the, two touchdowns right yeah. away, and all of a sudden they're down fourteen nothing and don't know what hit them. South Lion's just consistent and. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take the Lions at home. I'm gonna Lions go with at the home. jungle. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to go with the Lions, but you know Western has that potential to be do. A, a, yeah. an eruptive force. Yeah. This is huge. This is huge for them if but they win a I'm huge going, confidence. South Lion in the jungle. John Kidd's taking Wald Lake Western. Farmington and Birmingham Seaholm. Uh, this is the game I'll be filming. Farmington on the road. Seaholm going to be coming out. F- guns a-blazing. I'm going Maples. I'm going Seaholm. All right. I'm going I'm going Falcons. Jimmy DeWald I'm going and Far- Farmington. I'm going to go Seaholm. Okay. Uh, and John is going to take Seaholm, so I'm the outlier. Grozeal and Riverview, this one going to be played on the island. Uh, big, big matchup in the Huron League. I'm going Riverview. I'm going to go Riverview. I'm going to go Grozeal. All right. John's taking Grozeal. Ottawa Lake, Whiteford, hosting Clinton. This is a good matchup. I like Whiteford at home just because of what they do. Whiteford. Whiteford. Okay, that's unanimous. Yep. Zealand East and Zealand West. Again, they both share the same home, so uh, they will uh, just switch sidelines. Um, I'm going East. What do you think? I'm going to go East as well. John's taking East. So ducks. I'll just pick West. I'll take the uh, the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Muskegon, Mona Shores, and Muskegon. I'm going Muskegon. Can't pick against. It's hard to bet against Muskegon at this point. Yeah, Muskegon. I'm seeing red, especially if Sincere has any sort of ankle uh, layover. It's just, I just, yeah, big red. I'm seeing red. Uh, Swartz Creek and Fenton. Uh, John's going to take Fenton on the road. I'm going to, I'm I'm going to take Swartz Creek at home. I'm going to go Dragons. Being at home, Romeo and Chip Valley. Uh, Romeo's got a lot to play for. Uh, They are at home. Chip Valley. Has got a lot to play for, meaning they're hurting with yeah. a teammate who's lost a family member. Uh, I say Big Reds uh, just rally and beat up, actually, the Bulldogs. I don't, I don't think they want to share this title. I think they want it for themselves. I'm going to go Big Reds. I'm going Chip. I, I picked Romeo last week. Okay. Even though they yeah. went to overtime, yeah, they, they bit yeah. me, so I'm going, I'm going Chip. All right, so that's it. And that those last several are what you can watch on State Champs this week, Sunday, October 14th at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. Of course, we'll have it all over our website and social media. Uh, so stay with us. Uh, and uh, I want to thank everybody for kind of just adjusting to this new format we're doing here. This is what the podcast will be. And uh, we ran about an hour and 45 minutes. But, uh, hey. 
Uh, you know, this is what we could do now. You can consume it in any way you like. We'll kind of break it up and put it out on Twitter as well. Uh, thank you so much. We do appreciate the feedback we do get. We get some great comments from people who really appreciate uh, just uh, who love high school football and just kind of want to put the podcast on in the car or wherever they are and just kind of soak it in. And uh, we're here to do it. So, uh, again, thank you so much for uh, checking us out and uh, we'll be back here and see you next week and talk about everything leading into week nine so we'll see you fun. then getting into the nitty-gritty have a good weekend